Today's daf is Nazar daf Mem Gimel, and we have three lines from the bottom of daf Mem Beis Amid Beis Avol Tumov the Tumalot. Today's daf's being learnt Leilu Nishmas Chaim Elazar Ben Yibodol Chaim Reb Shimshin Aryeh. So yesterday we turned another corner in Mesechtes Nazar, and really it's the sugya that's going to take us through the home stretch, and that is the halachos of Nazar as they relate to Tumah V'tahira. Now, why is Tumah V'tahira such an integral part of the Masechda? It's because one of the three Isurim that a Nazar has is that he's not allowed to be Metama to a Mes. As a result, Halachas of Tumas Mes, Halachas of Aholois, very much permeate the Masechda. Now, the Mishnah, on the bottom of Daf Mem Beis Amad Aleph said, If there was a Nazar that was being Metama to Mesin the entire day, he's only going to be Chayev, one set of lashes for the fact that he was Metama to a Mes. If, however, Adam told him Altatama Altatama Vahumatame and he continued to be Metame to a mace, then Chayev Al Kolachas Vahas, he is going to have to receive Malchus for each time that he was Metame to a mace. The Gemara brought a machloikis amayroim, a machloikis that's oimed beruma shalaylam that relates to that halacha in the Mishnah. And that is what would be if you have a Nazar that was already Metame to a mace? And now he's metamed to a mace again. Would he be over the iser of lo yitama mal? Or would he not be over the iser of lo yitama mal? Rabbi said in the name of Rav Huna that once another's metamed to a mace, if he would be metamed to a mace again, he would not violate the iser toma that the Torah said that another is bound by. The only way, said Rabbi, it's possible for a Nazar that's Tomei to violate a Nisr is if he would enter an oil amaze. Why is that different? If he touches a maze, not. But if he enters an oil maze, yeah? So said Rabbi, because if you look in the Psukim that describe the Isr Tumah of the Nazar, the Torah mentions two Lavin. It says in the Torah, Kol Yemei Hazir Lashem Al Nefesh Meis Lo Yavai. Additionally, it says, So the Torah mentioned two lavin as it relates to the Nazar not being allowed to be metamet to a mace. But if you read the language of the two lavin, they're not the same. One lav says generally, the other lav says more specifically, Loyitama means the Nazar is not allowed to come in contact with Tomo. Loyavoy means to enter, the Nazar is not allowed to enter a domain where there's a mace. So said Rabbi, if the Nazar's Tomei and he's Metama again, then he won't violate a second Isra Toma. If a Nazar is Tomei and he enters an Oyola mace, then he will violate another Isra Toma. What's the difference? Lo Yitama, Lo Yitama, the same Lo that doesn't involve any additional Isser. However, Lo Yitama, then afterwards, Lo Yavai, being that these are two separate Isurim, that he would be over. Rabbi Yosef argued, Rabbi Yosef also quoting Rafuna said, that that's not true. A Nazar that is Tameh, because he violated the Isser Lo Yitama. If he would become Tameh again, he would be over the Isser Lo Yitama Tzimtzvetimol. And if he would do it again, he'd be over Tzimtzvetimol. If, however, said Rabbi Yosef, the Nazar would be in contact with the mace, he's physically touching the mace, and then he would touch a mace for a second time, being that that's Tumah Bechiburin, in that case, Hitaka would not be over another Rizalayitama. But the bottom line is, we have an Machloikis between Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef, a Nazar that is Tomei Tomas Mes. If he would be Metama himself again, not enter an Oyo Ames, but just be Metama, he would touch a Mes, he would carry a Mes. Would he violate the Isner Loyitama or not? Rabbi said no. Rabbi Yosef said yeah. Even Rabbi that said no acknowledges that if a Nazar would be Tomei Tomas Mes and then he would enter an Oyo Ames, that he would be over a second Isner for entering the Oyo Ames. And 
And the reason is because that's already a whole new Shem Isser. When the Nazar became Tomei, he was over the Isser of When he entered the Eil he was over a separate Isser. Being that there are two Isurim, it's for that reason then he would be over the second Isser. Now, as it relates to the Mishnah, again, this Gemara is a Machlikas Amiraim that in an indirect way are really commenting on our Mishnah. What did the Mishnah say? We mentioned it in the beginning of the daf. It's mafurish in the Mishnah that if you would have a Nazar who would be metama again and again and again, as long as there were multiple asteroids, he would be chayev for each act of being metama. According to Rav Yosef, Pshat in the Mishnah's Pasha. Rav Yosef says, a Nazar that's Tome, that's metama again, violates the Isser Toma. The only time he doesn't is if it's Toma Bechiburin. Okay, so we'll make an Akimta in the Mishnah, not such a far-fetched Akimta, that the Mishnah's talking about where it wasn't Toma Bechiburin. According to Rabbah, a Nazar that's Tomei and is Metameh again is not over a separate Isra Toma. What then does the Mishnah mean? They'll have to make an Akimta, and this is already more of a far-fetched Akimta, that we're talking about a Nazar that came in contact with a mace, and then they told him al Tatama, and this time he entered an oil on this. Being that the first time it was the Isser Tumah, and the second time it was the Isser Bia, like we said, Rabbi Shita is, that when it's the two separate Lavin for that, he would get Malchus twice. That must be what the Mishnah is referring to. So this Machloikis, Rabbi and Rav Yosef, traces itself down in terms of how exactly you're going to understand the Mishnah that says, Amrulai al Tatama, al Tatama, Vahumetama, Chayv al Kolachas Vachas. Either way, yesterday we went through the first leg of the Daf, and that was Daf Membez on the days. We spoke out a lot of raids, specifically the Machloikis, Rambam and Raivid, whether we paskin like Rabbi or whether we paskin like Rav Yosef. The Raivid who paskins like Rabbi, Lukula, meaning a Nazar that's Tomei, does not have an Isser to be Metama again. Same would be true for a Koyin, says the Ravid. A Koyin that's Tomei would not have an Isser to be Metama again. And based on that, the Ravid said, there's Mokam Lahakal when it comes to Tumas Koyin and Bizman Azeh. We spoke a little bit about that whole pullness, that controversy, beginning with the uh, Dagul Mervava, concluding with Ramoshin's Shuva that he wrote to Rab Shimon Schwab in 1974. But as a Sashem, we're going to revisit that topic. Not today, however. We'll save that for a Sunday. But we're going to get back to that noisei for now. We have the second and final leg of this sugya, continuing to discuss this machloikis between Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef, and it picks up three lines from the bottom of Daf Membeis Amadeis. So again, Rabbi Shita is that a Nazar that's Tomei, that's Mitama, is not over the Isolayitama. However, a Nazar that's Tomei, that enters an Oyal Ames, is going to be over the Isolayitama. And we explained it pretty simply and superficially. It's because Loyitama, Loyitama is the same lav. So you're over the same lav since Fetimol, for that there's not going to be any Isser. However, what does that prohibit as far as being over another Isser of Loyove goes? And it's for that reason you would be over the Isser Loyove. The Gemara is about to ask Akasha, however. And just to speak out the question, Balpeh, what's the spirit of the law? What's the underlying principle of Shitas Rabbah? Rabbah seems to hold that when a Nazar's tummy, there's no Isser for him to be Metama himself. Someone that's Tahar can't be Metame himself. But someone that's Tameh, he's anyways Tameh. Thus, once the Nazar's Tameh, at this point there's no Loyitame anymore. If that's the case, how could there be an Isser of Al Nefesh Meis Loyavai? I understand it's a different Isser. It's not the same line in the Torah. One is Loyitama, the other one is Loyavai. But at the end of the day, what is the Isser of Kol Yemei Hazirah Lashem Al Nefesh Meis Loyavai? It's an Isser that's saying, you Nazar, don't make yourself Tomei. If that's the case, if Rabba holds that a Nazar Tomei can't be over Loyitama, why in Svar, let's just think Svar, let's think rationally right now, why should he be over the Isser of Akol Nefesh Meis Loyavai? It's true, it's a different Isser. The first time he touched the mace, now he entered the oil mace. But still, entering the oil mace, what's the time of the crow? What is the Torah's kpeda? It's, don't be metami yourself. Via this very specific 
Oifin, and that is entering the oil amaze. But at the end of the day, if there's some svar, there's some logic into saying that somebody that's anyways tummy doesn't have an isa to be metama, so mali the loisase of loyitama, mali the isa of loyava. And again, just to be clear, the Gemara knows that there's a chilik between loyitama, loyitama versus loyitama, loyava. But the Gemara doesn't see why it should make a difference. At the end of the day, if a nazar tummy is not subject to loyitama, why should a nazar tummy be subject to loyava? That is the Gemara's question that it's about to ask in the Lashen Nazar Mishuna vernacular. So, Gemara, again, three lines from the bottom. Avul Tumah V'Tumah Loi. Rabbi Shita is that a Nazar, that's Tommy, that's Matama himself. There's no Tumah V'Tumah. He's not going to be Avul Loi Why not? It's because he's Tommy already. Once he's Tommy, it doesn't pass anymore. A lav of Loi If that's the case, Frank the Gemara, Tumah Ubiyanami, the Isser Loi a Nazar should also not be subject to if he's Tomei, why? Because Hametama Vikai, because he's Tomei already. I'm Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yechanan said, I hear, it's a good question. You have to say the Chilak is, can be bias, can be sata. The reason that a Nazar that is Tomei can now be subject to the love of Loyavai is not because another Tomei can be over Loyavai, but rather what Rabbi meant was that in the event that the Nazar would be over the Loyitama and the Loyavai at the same time, it's then that it would be over the two Laven. Meaning, up until now, the way we've understood Shita's Rabbah is that a Nazar that's Tomei, that becomes Tomei again, doesn't have the Isaloyitama. A Nazar that's Tomei that enters an oil Ames will be over the Isaloyavit. Rabbi Yechelen saying that I think because of the Gemara's question, which just was not so much a question, I just don't understand. I think you have to say Anuchinami. And when Rabbi said that there's a distinction between Tomo Vitomo and Tomo Obiya, it's because Tomo Obiya, it's Shaykh to be over the two Isurim at the same time. And being that they're two different Lavin, if you're over them at the same time, you're talking to be over the two Lavin. As opposed to Tomo Vitomo, even though it's possible to be over two Isser Tumas at the same time, but if you're over two Isser Tumas at the same time, you're really only over one Isser Tumah. The fact that somebody would, for example, touch two Mason at the same time doesn't make that two Loyatamas. It's only one Loyatama, and as a result, it wouldn't make sense for there to be Tumah Vatumah. So what's the short answer? The short answer is Enochinami. If another Tommy enters an Oyla Mace, Hitaka would not be over the Isser of Loyavai. What then did Rabbah mean when he said Tumah Ubiya, yeah? He meant because it's Shaykh for a person to be over the Isser Tumah and be at the same time, and being that they're two separate Laban and the Torah, one is Loyatama, the other one is Loyavai, so therefore you'd be over the two Laban. I, if that's the case, say the same thing by Toma Vitoma. Isn't it possible for a Nazar Tome to, or a Nazar Tahar to be Metama himself twice at the same time? The answer is, of course it's possible. But if he were to do that, it would be the same Lav, and being that it's just the same Lav, it's Loyatama, Loyatama, two Loyatamas at the same time, it's not going to be considered two Laban. So again, the distinction between Loyatama and is the fact that it's two separate. But the punchline is not that another tummy that enters an oil amaze could be metama, but the only time Rabbi would hold that Itaka would be over the two laven is if he entered them bevasachas. And that's what Rabbi Yechonah meant when he said, Kambe bias, Kambe sade, meaning if a person would enter an oil amaze, say, oh, Nazar was tar, and now he enters an oil amaze, so when he enters the oil amaze, he's going to be tummy. Meaning he's over Loyatama. He's also entering an Oilames, which means he's being over the Isalayava. That's why he's going to be over the two Isur. As opposed to another Tahar that was Metama twice, not by entering an Oilames. For example, he's in a Sada, that's just a marshal that he's not entering an Oilames, being that there's no Oilames over here, and the only Isa that he's being over is Loyatama, even though it's true he's being over Loyatama twice, for being over Loyatama twice, you're not going to be over too Latin. But the Gemara says that I don't think that helps me. Why? Meaning, what's the Ikimta now, according to Rabba, where it's going to be too Latin? It's going to be Tumma and Bia. We said once you're Tumma, you can't be over this or Bia anymore. It's no different than another Tumma coming in contact with Tumma again, that you can't be over the Issa Tumma again. The terrorist is because it happened with Asachas. Oh, it happened with Asachas. That's how it's going to be. Ha. But the Gemara says, if another Torah would enter a bias with his amaze, the two Yisurim would not be Chal Asachas. And the reason is, because keeping the all Yod stuff, as soon as he puts his hand into the ear space of the oil amaze, his hand is going to become Tome. But it's only Ki Ayol Kulei Hai, it's only when his entire Kuf enters the oil amaze, that Tome Hu, that the rest of him is going to be Tomei.
The halacha is that if there's a, a mace inside an oil a mace, we look at the entire oil as being one chafsa of tumah. So if a person would, end, would put his hand into that oil, his hand would be tummy, which means his body would become tummy. As it relates to this tama, a nos is not allowed to become tummy. So if he would end, put his hand into an oil a mace, his hand just became tummy. And if his hand became tummy, so now he was over the isaloyatama. As it relates to the Isaloyavoy, the Torah says, Thou shalt not enter the Oil Ames. Entering means you have to walk in. It has to be Roshay Verubay Veshulchanai, right? You have to physically be inside. So for that, putting your hand in is not considered Bia. For that, your body would have to go in. So says the Gemara, I don't understand how the Ikimta of saying that the Nazatar entered an Oil Ames will explain why the two Yisurim Acha. Because even though it's true, they're going to be chal in close proximity, but they're still not being chal b'vasachas, because as soon as the Nazar puts his hand in, his hand becomes tome. It's only when his entire guf enters that his entire guf becomes tome, so that he's over the Isabiyah. So they're still not both being chal b'vasachas. That's the Gemara's Kasha. Elam Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar said, no, Tzirif Yada, you're right. In the event that the Nazar would put his hand in first, and Mishum Tumay, it could be over the Isabiyah, Mishum Bialeka. However, when his whole body enters afterwards, he wouldn't be over the Isaloyavah. Why? Because he was already over the Isaloyatama. Once he's over the Isaloyatama, it doesn't pass anymore that he should be over the Isar of Loyavah. However, if, however, he would take his hand, and the way Tais explains it is, he would put it very close to his body, so that when he entered, it wasn't his hand entering first, but his whole body entered Bavasachas. So the Bia and the Tumma are happening in Bavasachas, I mean that they're happening in Bavasachas, that's how these two Yisra Machal. But the Gemara says, it still doesn't work, why not? Because he eftured the way I'll chait my Beresha, person's going to be walking into the house, his nose is going to enter the airspace of the house first, and only afterwards the rest of his body is going to enter. If that's the case, his nose is going to be tame, he's going to be over then his body is going to follow be over but it's already too late, because you had the Isla Toma first, and you had the Isla be a second. So Rava said, you're right. Mishom Toma Iko Mishom Bialeko Hichnes Gufoi Toma Ubiya Again, there's clearly some Gersoyus issues here. But you have to say that the case is where the person, when he walked into the room, what he did was, is he turned his head around. So he spun his head backwards so that the back of his head entered the house before the front of his head did. The point is he's not leading with his nose. His nose is tailing him. And therefore, it comes out, you didn't put your hand in first, like the first that came to the Gemara. You also, your nose didn't enter first because your head was backwards. And being that your head was backwards, so it comes out again. Your goof enters the same time that you do this beer, and as a result, everything happens at the same time. But the Gemara says it's still not going to work. Why? Because Aren't your toes going to enter Enter first, so before the rove of your body enters, your toes are going to enter first. So it's true. You put your hand flush against your body, so your hand is not entering first. Your nose is the last thing that's going to enter, so that's not entering first. But what about your toes? Aren't your toes ent- entering first? So because of this, the Gemara is going to fall off, and the Gemara is going to have to say Tupshatim. But it's just because I had to speak out to Rishonim say, why can't you just make the Kimta that his toes were also facing the other way? You walked them backwards. Right, you walked in Zerichtzeveks. So if you're walking backwards, your hands are not the first thing entering, your nose is not the first thing entering, and your toes are also not the first thing entering. So the Rishayim say that wouldn't work. You know why? Because if you would walk, walk in backwards, then it would be a bia, but shaloi kedarka. Because now you just entered with a shinoi. That's not the normal way of walking. Usually you walk frontwards, not backwards. And if you're walking in backwards, it comes out you're doing it in the wrong way, when the Torah says, Call you it means only if you walk in in a regular way. If you're walking in backwards, it's not considered regular. So all the other Akimtas of the Gemara would still be regular, maybe. But to walk in like that is not considered regular, and because that's not considered regular, so it's for that reason the Gemara could not have said that. Okay, so we're left with a question. What's the question? The question is that... According to Rabbah, once the Nazar's tummy can't be over the Satoma, then once the Nazar's tummy shouldn't be able to be over the Isarbiya either. So even if you're going to tell me that the case of Tomuvia is where he entered into the Oyla Mace while he was Tahar, and therefore the Tumma and the Bia are going to be Chal 
Bevas Achas. But even if the Tum and the Bia are going to be Chal Bevas Achas, they're not really going to be Chal Bevas Achas. Because the Issa Tum is going to be Chal a little before the Issa Bia. Because for Issa Tum, all you need to do is put part of your guf inside this Oil Ames. For the Issa Bia, you have to be able to You actually have to enter the Oil Ames. So the Gemara says two truths into this cash. Elamar Rapap, Rapap is the first tarot. It's talking about going to Nichnas Beshida Teva Migdal. It's talking about when this person entered the Oil Ames in a Shida Teva Migdal. Meaning he entered in a wagon or a, a box or Coffin, the whole thing was completely sealed off. Ubacha there, and then his friend came, Upara all of us a mazeva, and he exposed it, he opened up the Mazeva. Now, all of a sudden, this person finds himself completely exposed. He's inside the Eulames. The Tumah This is the case where the Tumah and the Bia are Bahadi Adadi Kaasin. They're both Chab of Asachas. And because they're both Chab of Asachas, it's for that reason that he's going to be over these two Isurim. So again, why is he being over the two Isurim? Because the two things that happen in Vasachas. Mabravashi said, It's talking about where this person entered into an oil, not of a mace, but the oil of a goise. So a goise is a person that's lying on his deathbed. So he walks into the oil, and this a person there, and this person was a goise. The nafak nishmase. And while he was there, this person had Yitzhiya's neshama. So ad the adi yosef, meaning while he was still sitting there. The tumma ubi in this case, the tumma and the bia are both going to be chalb of asachas. Why they chalb of asachas? Because while he's there, all of a sudden, this person died, and because the person died while he was there, so it comes out the turi surim are going to be chalb of and that's the case how you would have a situation of Tumabi. Either way, we have two Akimtas, Rapapa's Akimta, Mabrav Ashi's Akimta, of exactly how it would be Shaykh that the Nazar would be over two Isurim, one for the Isser Tumma and the other for the Isser Bia. The short answer is it's with the two Isurim, we're both Chalba Vasachas. Rapapa's Akimta is he entered with a Shida Teva Migdal, all of a sudden the Shida Teva Migdal was exposed. Turns out at the same second, he's fully immersed inside the Oil Ames, which means immediately he's over the Isser Tumma and he's over the Isser Bia. Madra Avashi's Akimta was where the person entered an oil not of a mace of, of a goisis and the Nafik Nishmasi Adi Yosef and then the goisis died while the person was sitting there. The second the goisis dies Tumma Bia Bahadi Yadadi asking the two Yisrael Machab of Asachas and that's the Heichatimtza where you're going to have that the two Isurim are both going to be Chal. Now the truth is, we're going to go weiter. But if you look in the Rishonim, both of these Terutzim have a, a little bit of an Arichus Tiga discussion. The first Terutz of the Gemara that the Rishonim and the Achronim discuss is that Rabba's Halacha of Toma Ubiya is really a peerage on the Mishnah. Right, the Mishnah said, "Hayim etamah lomaisim kol ayoyim ene chayv al achas." Amru loy alta tamah alta tamah v'hu metamah chayv al kol achas v'achas. And we spoke that in the introduction to the daf that according to Rabbi, you have to say that the two isurim that we're talking about are iser tuma and iser bia. Now the Gemara made in a kimta, it's talking about with the two isurim mechav v'asachas. So you have to work that into the Mishnah. But one thing for sure, in the Mishnah, you're going to get malchus twice. So Rabbi's halacha of tuma ubiya is a Malkus the Gahalach. You're gonna get Malkus for the Tuma, you're gonna get Malkus for the Bia. Rapapas I came to was where the person entered into an oil amaze, Bashida Tevu Migdal. And then his chaver went and he removed the Mazeva. Now all of a sudden this person finds himself inside the oil amaze. Why is he getting Malkus? What did he do? It was Parah al Mazeva. Sounds like And even if you're going to tell me that maybe he's getting Malchus because of Shia, right? He shouldn't have remained there. He should have gotten out as quickly as possible. But that's a lav shame by Maisa. And for a lav shame by Maisa, you don't get Malchus. So if you look at Toysvis and the Rush, they both speak out that you have to say, I'm reading from Toysvis, it's talking about where the person himself removed it. I mean, even though the Gemara's Lashin is part of but really it means that the Chavar did it, but he aided and abetted, meaning he was involved in this. I mean that he was part of this, that's why he would get Malchus. It turns out he was over a lav, and now he was over a lav, it was a lav sheyesh by Maisa, and the two lav were chal Vasachas, and that's the way Rapop explained it. In Mar the discussion in the Rishonim and the Akronim is that why did Mar need a case where the person entered where this other man here was already a goisus? Why couldn't we say that he entered when the person there wasn't a guy? So then the person died. And being that he died, if you don't leave, you're going to have the Isser Tumah and you're going to have 
the Isser Bia. So why do we need that Oikimta that he was a Gaisis? And the truth is, if you look in the Eirech Mishar, he brings from the Raman that the Raman's Mashmi didn't have this Gersa Gaisis, because the truth is, maybe you don't need the Gaisis. But the push in the Teretz of why we need Gaisis is, because if the person wasn't a Gaisis, then what did he do wrong when he entered the Eilames? We have to establish some Avera, some sin that's taking place when this person enters the Eilames. So you're entering an oil with his Gaisis, right Gaisis in Lamisa, which means there's a good chance this person's going to die. In fact, we're about to learn a sugya. The next Gemara we're going to learn is going to discuss whether there's an Iser for a Kayin and whether there's an Iser for a Nazar to even come in contact with a Gaisis, to enter a oil with his Gaisis, because being that the Gaisis is going to die, so it could be that in and of itself is a problem, which by the way is Allah Chalamaisa, right? Once someone's a Gaisis, Kayanam Arois, Kayanam are not allowed to be there anymore, as we're going to see later. But the point is, is that being that he entered a Gaisis, so there the Hasra would be a Hasra, there the Maisa would be a Lavshiyesh by Maisa, so therefore if the Gaisis Taka ends up dying, you could understand why he would be over the two Lavin, number one for being Metamatris, person that eventually died, and also for entering the oil where he was. Either way, we now turn our attention to the next part of the daf, which we just mentioned, discusses halachis related to a goisis. And it begins with a brais, Tanu Rabbanon, it says in the Torah, regarding a koyin, lo yitama bal ba'am of lehechalai. So it's talking about a, a husband, that's a koyin, and he's not allowed to be mitama. Rabbi Yoimer, Rabbi, and so what do we learn from here? Atshasha Yamas. That it says, and we learn from there that it's true. Koyin is not allowed to be to a mace. However, it's only if he's already not alive. But if the mace is not a mace yet, what is it? So we'll see in a minute. So then there won't be an Esser. Now, what do you see in Lehechaloi anything to do with mace? So Lehechaloi is Milosh and Chalol. A Chalol is a corpse. So Lehechaloi is Baal Ba'am of Lehechaloi. If he's a corpse. If he's a corpse, there's a problem. But otherwise, it's not going to be a problem. Rebbe, I mean, Rebbe says, that it says regarding the Nazar, and from the word we learn that until Yitzhiyah's Neshama, the Nazar is allowed to be Metama. But once he already dies, this person, that's when the Isra goes into effect. So we have a Braisa, with two sheet, there's a Tanakama and Rebbe, saying the same halacha. One regarding the Kayin, the other regarding the Nazar. There's no difference. The Kayin and the Nazar are treated exactly the same as it relates to the laws of Toma. And that is, although a Kayin and a Nazar are not allowed to be Matama, but it's only to a mace. If someone's almost a mace, but he's not a mace yet, at that point, there's not going to be an Issa. Tanakama learned it from the word Lehechalo in the parish of the Kayin, and Rebbe learned it from the word Bemoisam in the parish of the Nazar. I've been the says, what's the Nafkimino between these two Joshas? I mean, they're both coming out with the same maskana. One has a Joshua by Nazar, he's learning Kayin from Nazar, other has Kayin, learning. Nazar from Kayin, but at the end of the day, they're saying the same thing. One has Lehichaloi, one has Bemaisam, and Rabbi Yechem, Rabbi Yechem, and some Hashemoyis, there is no Nafkamino. Stakano Nafkamino, just two different sources, two different Makairis to the same exact halacha. The Nafkamino is the Lamdis, what the source is. But in terms of the halacha, there is no Nafkamino. Rishlakish, Amr Rishlakish says, Goises, Ikebenayim. No, there is a Nafkamino. The Nafkamino would be, is a Kayin allowed to be Metamet to a Goises or not? Lamandaman, Lehichaloi, Kunt, Mandaman, that Tarsh in the word Lehichaloi, Afilu Goises. So then a Kayin and a Nazar would not be allowed to be metamed to a goises. And the reason is, because a goises, even though he's alive, but he's considered a chalal. In halacha, we treat him like a chalal. And therefore, if the halacha is, you're allowed to be metamed until he's a chalal, but once he's a chalal, you can't be metamed, a goises is considered a chalal, and therefore you wouldn't be able to be metamed to a goises. The man damer b'moysan. The man damer, however, that darshan is b'moysan. Ache yomosin, goises loy. Then the het would be until he dies. Once he dies, that's when the Issa goes into effect. A goisis, even though he's a chalol, is not nace, and therefore, there would not be a problem. So, according to Rabbi Yochanan, there's no machlokes in the Braisa. According to Reish Lokish, there is a machlokes in the Braisa. And to be a little bit more clear, according to Rabbi Yochanan, the only time the Issa goes into effect is if the person dies. If he doesn't die, even if he's a goisis, it's going to be mutter. According to Reish Lokish, that's good for the machlokes in the Braisa. The Tanakama, the Chachamim, in this Braisna hold that a Cholol already has an Issa for a Koyin to be Metama to, meaning a Koyin then would not be allowed to be Metama to a Goises. Whereas Rebbe, who says the Drosh is not Lehi Cholol, Cholol yet, Cholol not. But rather, is it Chayomais, according to him, a Koyin and a Nazar would be allowed to be Metama to a Goises. 
Chachamim in this Braisa, Hoxib B'moysam, doesn't it say B'moysam? Meaning, what do they do with the word B'moysam? If they're not using B'moysam for this drasha, so you have to use the word B'moysam for something else. So the Gemara says, They use it for something Rebbe uses it for. The time you learn to the Braisa, Rebbe, I mean, Rebbe says, B'moysam made a metama. A coin and a noza are not allowed to be metama to a dead person. Avo metama bin negosam. They're allowed to be metama to a metzaira, ubezivosam, they can be metama to a zav and a zav. So the Isra Tumma of a coin and a noza is only to a mace, not to a. Metzayra and not to azav. How do I know that from the word b'moisam? So b'moisam is taken. Man dama b'moisam hamiboy leilahaisvar. So now the Gemara says, according to Rebbe, that darshins b'moisam to teach me this halacha that koyin and anazal let it be matamet to someone up until yitzias neshama. Don't. You need b'moisam to teach me b'moisam made a matamba of a matamba b'negalsam b'zivasam. And by the way, just to add a little umph to the kasha, who's the one that said b'moisam made a matamba of a matamba b'negalsam b'zivasam? It was Rebbe himself. So Rebbe l'shitasai, who already used the word b'moisam, how could he use the word b'moisam again? So the Gemara says in King, because Rebbe held, if it's only coming to teach me one jirasha, lay me a b'mois. It should have said b'mois. My b'moisam. Why did the Torah say the word b'moisam? Shamed me not tarti to teach me two halachas. So Rebbe learns from b'moisam number one up until misa you allowed to be matama, and number two it's only b'moisam in matama avo matama b'negasam ubezivasam. Now the Gemara goes far careful. Man, I'm a b'moisam according to Rebbe that darshim b'moisam aksev leichaloi. What is he going to do with the word leichaloi? Said the Chachamim use leichaloi to teach me up until yitzias neshama. According to Reish Lakish, up until he becomes a goises. B'moisam to teach me that metam b'negasam b'zivasam. But Rebbe, who learned everything from b'moisam, so what does he do with leichaloi? So the Gemara says lehachi leichaloi lehachi udaasa. The word leichaloi is coming to teach me b'misha ena mechulol yatzazesh mechulol va'ayme that the only time there's an iser toma is if you're not tame. But if you're tame already, then there is no iser toma. And what does that mean? Someone that's tummy doesn't have an Isatoma? That's the Machlaik, it's Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef. Marked Islay, Marked Islay. According to Rabbi, it means if you're tummy, you have no Isatoma at all. According to Rabbi Yosef, when is that halacha true? Rabbi Yosef said it in yesterday's daf. If it's tumah bechiburim, if it's tumah bechiburim, then you're not going to have that halacha. Then chenami. If it's not bechiburim, then you will not have that halacha. So now the Gemara says, according to the chacham. In the Brisa, who used the Hechaloi to teach me up until Yitzhiyas Neshama. I don't, I need the Hechaloi to teach me this Jeroshna of Misha Eina Mechulo, Yatsas Asha Mechulo Vahimid. Mara says, you do, but Imke Lema Kro Lahachel. If all this Pasik was coming to teach me was one Jeroshna, it would have said the word Lahachel. My Lehechaloi, what is Lehechaloi? Shami Manatarti. It's coming to teach me two things. So, in the final analysis, from the words Lehechaloi and from the words Ben Moisam, there's a lot of Jeroshna's happening over here. Number one, one, we have the Iker Halacha, that's the Machlekes in this Braisa, which the right sources, but the bottom line is the Halacha, that although a Kain and Nazan Allah be Matamit to a mace, but it's only once the person's a mace, up until the Shasitias Neshama, or maybe up until he's a Gaisis, at that point, you're not going to have this Halacha. Additionally, we have from the word B'moysam, a Drasha of and from Lehechale we have a drasha that Misha in only he has the Azara of Tumah. He is not going to have this Azara. I'll ask you a kasha. Uh, a kasha on what? A kasha on this discussion that emerged from this Gemara. And that is, that it could be there's an Isser for a Koyen and a Nazar. To be metama to a goises. Who said that there's an isser for a koyin and a nazar to be metama to a goises? Reish Lakish said that that's the nafkemina in the machlokes between the Tanakama slash the Chachamim and Rabbi. Whether the drasha is from lehechaloi or the drasha is b'moisam. If it's from lehechaloi, so what does it depend on? Yeah, chalol, not chalol. Well, a goisis is a chalol. So that means a goisis already would be subject to the laws of Toma. If it's b'moisam, then it's totally, you know, you're alive or dead. A goisis at the end of the day is alive. I'll ask you a kasha from a mishnah mesechtas aholois. All the made metama, el achetetze nafshoi. A person is metama, but he's only metama achetetze nafshoi. Vafilu meguyad, vafilu goisis. Even if he's meguyad, even if he's a goises, Maguyan means he's wounded, and a goises means he's a goises, even then he's not metamas. What's the Gemara's kasha? According to the Mando Amadatarshan Lehechaloi, the Chacham, the Tanakama, in the Braisa. And Rishlokish said that according to him, 
A cholol is metama. Haktani de in a metama. It's mefurish in this Mishnah that he's not metama. So how could you tell me that it's totally in the hechol, yeah, cholol, not cholol, and that uh Goises is considered a cholol. So that a koyin and a nazir can't be metama to a, a goises, it's mefurish in the Mishnah, not that way. Adam in a metama, elachetet se nafshoi. Vafilu meguyid, vafilu goises. Zoktigemoro, leidin tamuye adenafka nafsha. It's true. As it relates to tumma, there's no question. The person is not metama until he dies. But as it relates to the Kayin and the Nazar being allowed to be Mechalal, his Kedusha, and coming in contact, as it relates to that, it's already going to be different. And for that, there is going to be an Isser. So, the Mishnah Nahalis is correct, obviously, in saying that there's no Isser Tumor even on a geisus, until you see his neshama. I so what's this machloik is going on over here? Leicholoi, not leicholoi. That is it sad that it's aser for a koyin and for a nazar to come in contact with a cholol. That isner that we're talking about is not because of the fact that we feel he's going to be tommy. He's not going to be tommy. That's the mission of holis. All the main metamel achetet say nafshe vafilu geisus, but there's still an isser. You can't be machal. A very big Kiddush. So we're bifurcating the actual Tumah versus the Isser of coming in contact with. You would think that the whole Isser for the Nazar and the Kayin to come in contact with is related to the fact that this Tumah, when you come in contact with, you're now going to become Tommy. That's the Kiddush that we're saying. That that's not the case. That even though it's true, there really is no Hefts of Tumah here, but at the same time, merely coming in contact with is in and of itself going to be a problem. said, in the name of Rav, a new halacha, Nikta Shalaviv. A person's father's head, Rahman was severed. If this person is either a Kain or a Nazar, who's not allowed to come in contact with, or if the person, let's rephrase that. If this person is a Kayin, not a Nazar, if this person is a Kayin, who's not allowed to come in contact with a mace, however, is allowed to come in contact with one of his Kreifim, the Allah is, in a metamaloi, he will not be able to be metama to his father. My time, and what's the reason? Oh, my crop, because the Pasuk says, Lo'aviv, Pasuk says that a Kayin is not allowed to be metama to a mace, and then it says, Ki'im l'sheri ha'karev elav lo'imoi ulo'aviv v'lovnoi ulo'vitoi ulo'achiv. And we dash him b'zman shehu sholim v'loi b'zman shehu chaser. Lo'aviv means that his father's sholim. But if his father's chaser, his guf is chaser, in that case, there's not going to be an iser for him to be metama to him. So a Kayin is allowed to be metama to a karev. But if Chizda said in the name of Rav Chiddush that the only time he's allowed to be metama is if his father's guf is sholem. But if his father's guf is sholem, then he's not going to allow, not, then he can't be metama. Now, how do I know this is not talking about a nazar? Because a nazar can't be metama even to a karev. A nazar is like a koyin gadol. He's not allowed to be metama even to a karev. A koyin is allowed to be metama to a karev. Zakhtar of Chizda in the name of Rav that the only time he can be metama to a karev is if the karev is sholem. However, if the karev is chaser, in that case, he's not going to be allowed. Where does he learn it from? Because it says Lo'aviv. What is it saying? Lo'aviv b'zman shu shalim. Amalei Rav Hamnunas, Rav Hamnunas told Rav Chizda, Elmiyat, if that's the case, what would be if ka'azol b'faksoda ravois? If a person was traveling in the faksoda ravois. A ravois was a place and faksa is like some valley. He's in some place where there's no one there. Upasku agamvilereshi. And then all of a sudden ganavim would come and they would behead this person's father. So he's going together with his father and his father gets beheaded in this area. Are you going to tell me that he's not allowed to be metamitim? It seems untenable. Amale, so he told him, no, I think in that case it would be able to be metama. Why? Because mace mitzvah ka'amrit. Because he's a mace mitzvah. Meaning, you're not sure if a, a koyin can be metama to us mace mitzvah and he made a kalvachay. Mahashti yeshloim and bachrinim mechayiv. Madach a koyin can be metama to a mace mitzvah that's not his father. But other like Koshkein. So certainly can be metama to a mace mitzvah if it is his father. But the Gemara says, I mace mitzvah? Is that really a mace mitzvah? Somebody's traveling with his father in this area and then all of a sudden his father was killed. Would he be considered a mace mitzvah? Tang relin to the price. Is that a mace mitzvah? What's the definition of a mace mitzvah? Kol she'in loy koivrim, someone that doesn't have anybody to bury him. Okay, how do you define that? Koirei v'achirim oinonoisoi, meaning, let's say a koin was there. And the koin's trying to figure out whether this person that's lying here on the ground is a mace mitzvah or not. So here's the litmus test. You start screaming, help, help, I need someone to help me. So if achirim oinonoisoi, if people are going to come, it's a mace mitzvah. If no one's going to come, that's how you know it's a... A mace mitzvah. So what's the Gemara's kasha? In this case, now it's a funny question, I am Berishayna, but says the Gemara, how could you tell me that if the son is traveling together with the father, and then the father was beheaded, 
Even though Kayin, according to Rav Chiz, is not only to even a father, if his father's goof is not shalim. But in this case, he's a mes mitzvah for Islay bra. But the son is there. So if the son is there, call out for help, let people come, and he shouldn't be a mes mitzvah. So you're telling me he's a mes mitzvah? I don't think he's a mes mitzvah. But the Gemara says, no, it's not true. Kivin Being that he's traveling together with his father and he was on the road somewhere, it's deemed to be, meaning usually if a man would die and his son was there, the father would not be considered to be a Beis Mitzvah. By definition, he wouldn't be considered to be a Beis Mitzvah. But over here, it's different. Over here, he's considered to be a Beis Mitzvah. And the reason is because they were traveling in this very obscure place. And as a result, he would have a din of a Beis Mitzvah. So again, what's Rav Chiz's halacha? Rav Chiz said, in the name of the great Rav, that even though a koyin is allowed to be metamah to a karav, such as his father, but nikta roisha shalav of in a if the father's body is not shalem, or any one of the karav, for that matter, if their body would not be shalim. In that case, the son would not be able to be metama. I'll ask you a question. It says in the Torah, La Yitama. Again, we're talking about the Kayan. A Kayan is not allowed to be metama to a mace. However, it is Kraivim is allowed to be metama. And the Pasuk says, and we dash him from here, Lahu Matama. He's allowed to be Matama to her, meaning to his uh, Karoif, specifically the sister, that's what this boss is referring to. But you can't be Matama to one of her Avar. So Kain can be Matama to a mace, but not to one of the Avarim of the mace. Why? Because he can't be Matama to Avar Menachai, or even Avar Menachai, you can't be Matama to an Avar. Avol machserhu. However, what you could do, says the Braisa, is be machser al etzem kisa Let's say the koyin just buried the karoiv and left out a bone. There was an etzem the size of a sa'ira. So he's allowed to be machser to find that etzem to bury it together with the rest of the body. What's the kasha? My machser al etzem kisa'ira. What does the Brysa mean when it says, doesn't it mean the way we just explained it? The Mechsa that in the event that a Kayan buried a, a relative and part of the body was missing, so the halacha is the Kayan can go find that body part and bury it together with the Karev. What's the Kasha? The Kasha is that if a Kayan is never allowed to be Metamato Karev, if the Body was chaser. So how did this story start in the first place? How was he able to bury his sister if she was missing an etzem kisaira? Lachera, this whole story should never even start. Why? Because he can't be metama to uh, karoiv with a body is chaser. It's mashma from the brayse that there's a din you can't be metama to an aver. But you could be metamet to a guf that's mechusser aver. You could even be metamet to a guf that's mechusser aver, and then be metamet to that one aver that's chusser. But the bottom line is, you see, mefurish not like Rav Chizda Zalach. Rav Chizda said, "Niktaroi shalav v'ani metam." You can't be metamet to a, a guf that's chusser, and here you see mefurish. You could be metamet to a guf that's chusser. That's mamish the case at a brisa where the kohen was metamet to a guf that was chusser. Now he's going to be machzer to find that aver that's chusser. So it's a kasha. So the gemara loy. What does loy mean? It's not a kasha. Why not? Because I hear Rabbi Yehuda here. Although it's true that halacha in the Braisa is mefurish, not like Rav Chizda's halacha, but it's the sheet of a yachid, it's the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda. What's the makar that Rabbi Yehuda would have a different sheet? The time we learned to the Braisa, Rabbi Yehuda said, La yitama, and we learn from the word La yitama, that it's La, that he's able to be metama to midi, can be metama to the guf, you can't be metama to her evarim, because you can't be metama to the aver even of a chai, meaning even if the father's alive, you can't be metama to the aver, you could be metama to the aver of a meshalavim, either way, this is furish that Rabbi Huda Shita is, that you could be metama to an aver min hames. So you see that there is no halacha of nikta roshay ena metamaloi, because you could be metama to an aver. The aforementioned brysa will be going, I'll leave it to this, Mefurish Rabbi, meaning there's a Mefurish Rabbi Yehuda that says that the Gemara never even asked from the Mefurish Rabbi Yehuda, because the Gemara knew not to ask from a, a shitas Rabbi Yehuda, knew. So the fact that you have a stam brysa, so that price is going, I'll leave it to Rabbi Yehuda. But the Gemara asks another kasha, another brysa, Fatani Rav Kahana Barabalaz ben Yaakov, Rav Kahana said in the name Rabbalaz ben Yaakov, Lo Yitam, get metama, the ena metama leverel, prat le kezayis, it's coming to exclude. 
conclude that although a koyin, again, is allowed to be metama to a karev, but he can't be metama to a kezayis menames, u kezayis netzel, he also can't be metama to a kezayis of netzel, this is decomposed flesh, u mole tarvin, and this is the dust of the animal, rekev, you would also think that the nazar can't, or that the koyin can't be metama to the shedra, the spine, ule gilgoyles, the head, ule roi binyana, if you have roi of the binyan of this mace, ule roi binyana, or the majority of the avarim, you would think even then it's mutter. Ksiv, the pasuk says, "Va'amarta aleihem." Says right in the beginning of the parsha of Thomas Koyin, "Va'yemer Hashem al Moshe, Emer al Koyin, Hanu Harin." And then it says again, "Va'amarta aleihem." What's "Va'amarta aleihem" coming to teach me? Hoisav l'chachos of Tuma Acheres. It's coming to be Moshev, an extra Tuma to teach me that you can't be metama to the shedra, to the Gilgoyles, and to the roiv binyan and the roiv minyan of the mace. Brisa continues says, "Yochlo yitamal the shedra of Gilgoyles, Rabbi Yonel Rabbi Yonel Shalacherim." You would think that he can't be metamet to the shedra, the gulgoilus, the roiv binyane, the roiv binyane of acherim. Meaning, what does that mean? What it means to say is, is that the makar that we're saying right now to this halach is lo yitama, and lo yitama is mentioned in the parsha of Achoisa. So you would think that maybe this whole brisa is only true as it relates to the karoiv that's Achoisa. But as it relates to all the other akroiv, then maybe this halach is not true. Amrit the Gemara says it's not the case. Why? Because ma Achoisa miyuchedesh shegufa talubai. Why is a kain allowed to be metamato Achoisa? This is actually insightful. The reason a kain is allowed to be metamato Achoisa, meaning why can't be metamato a karoiv? It's because gufa's talubai. She needs him. When a person dies, you need your kreifim to take care of you. And that's why the koyin is allowed to be metama. And still, metama the shedra, gulgoyles, rebinyano, rebinyano, afkol, shagufay talibay. So to all the kreifim, metama the shedra, ule gulgoyles, ule roiv binyano, ule roiv binyano. But what's the bottom line? What do you see from here? It's mafurish. It couldn't be more mafurish. In the brysa, that the brysa holds that your koyin is allowed to be metama, not just to the entire gulf. It could be the shedra, it could be the gulgoyles, it could be roiv minyan, it could be roiv binyan, it could be your sister to your father. It doesn't matter who it is. The halach is always going to be the same, which is not like Rav Chiz has said in the name of Rav. Again, Amar Rav Chiz to Amar Rav. Nikta Roshoi. If the father was beheaded, even though he's a Kayan who's allowed to be Metama to a Kayan. He's not a Kangal. He's not a Nazar. Why? Because it says La'aviv. So you have him before a Brice so that you can be Metama to the Shedra, the Gilgoyles, the right Binyan, and the right Minyan. How does it stand with Rav Chiz said in the name of Rav? And for the Gemara, the same Territory. That too is going Meaning, it's true, you have a b'raisa. This is the second b'raisa you have that's not like Rav Chizda Amarav. But you know what? There is a shita that's chaylik. There is a das yachid, shita's Rav Yehuda. And Rav Chizda Amarav knew that there's a, a shita's Rav Yehuda. And he wasn't going, Aliba de Rav Yehuda. If that's the case, who was Rav Yeh going like? Meaning, if you have a, a machlikis tanoim, so you'll tell me, I have a b'raisa not like Rav. So no, no, it's not fair. This b'raisa is going like the other tana. Who's the Tana that supports Rav? Now, Rav is a Tano Pollock, but you see the Gemara is not so happy with Rav Tanu Pollock, because if the Gemara means Rav Tanu Pollock, then we wouldn't have even asked the Kasha from Abraisa in the first place. That we asked the Kasha, the Teretz is the Kasha's the Dasya. Who's the Rabbin? Right? Who's the Rabbin? Rav Chiz is said in the name of Rav, Ovid Bizman Shushale. We asked the Kasha from one Braisa, two Braisa, three Braises. Right, two kashas with a, a mafurish a brisa, that's Rabbi Yehuda, where it's mafur, not that way. And we said all three of the brises are all Rabbi Yehuda. But Rav is the Shita Sachachamim. Who is that? Chachamim, Verab, the Amakai Tana. It's the following brisa. The Tanya we learned in the brisa. Maisa, there was a story. Shemais, Aviv, Shel, Rab Yitzchak. And some have the Girsa. It was Aviv, Shel, Rab Tzodik HaKoyen. Beginzak. And this took place in Ginzak. Now, Ginzak was very far from where Tzadik HaKoyim was. It took three years until he found out that his father had died in Ginzak. Now, what Reb Tzadik HaKoyim wanted to do was, is he wanted to reinter his father's body. He wanted to bring him closer to where he was, to bring him into his Kivrei Yavis. So he went and he asked Rabbi Shua, not Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shua ben Elisha, and the fourth Kedem that were with him, for Amru, and they told him, you want to now reinter your father's body, you can't do it. You know why? Because you could only do it when he's Shalom and Achaser, and he died three years ago. His body is not Shalom anymore, and because his body is not Shalom, it's not going to be okay. So this was a to this halacha of nikta roshe shalav of ene metamaloi. Why? Because there's a din bismanchu shalom v'loy bismanchu chaser. So even though there's two brises, not like Rav, there was a mafurish uh, 
Rav Yehuda, that's not like Rav. All of those brises are the same sheet as Rav Yehuda. Rav was going according to who? According to Rabbi Shua ben Alisha and these Dalits that came in that were Imai that held of this Malacha that it's La'aviv Bismanshahu Shalev, Veloy Bismanshahu Chasa. So it got late early. And we're going to leave the raid on the table and we'll save it a Hashem for another day. But just to end with one Machshava. And that is, so I was thinking that we're going into Purim. And we're learning sugyas of Tumah, Vetaira, and Aholois. And it would seem that Ein Lecha, a sugya that's not Dover Be'itoy Matoiv, more than the sugya that we're learning right now. Meaning, it's the Chodesh of Adar, and Mishinichnas Adar is Marben Besimcha, and Befrat, we're mamish going into the Yemei Mishta Besimcha. We're going to be drunk in a few hours. But what are we learning? When Mam is walking in with the sugi of Goises and the sugi of Toma Bechiburim and Rav Minyan or Rav Binyan and we're talking about Kezayis Minames and Kezayis Netzel and Mole Tarvid Rekev and by the way, newsflash, this is the sugi that's going to be Malava us for the next couple of weeks, right? Just a little bit of context and brisk. When they learn Nazar, so the second half of Nazar, second Seder, you'll learn a Hollis. That's mamish the sugis that we're learning right now. So Lechur, at first glance, it bothered me a little bit. But then Hashem Heyerenai, that it's a toys. It's a toys atzum. And the emiss is, this is literally Dover Be'itay Matar. And I'll explain with one paragraph from the Heilige Chafetz Chaim. And this is a Mishnah Brura. It's in Hilchas Megillah. It's in Simen Tov Reish Pehe. This Shabbos, is Parshas Kisisa. It's also Parshas Para. It's the third of the Dalit Parshas that we read during the time of Purim and the time of, of Pesach. Says the Mishnah Bura, why do we read Parshas Para? Hashlishes, the third of the Dalit Parshas is Parshas Para Aduma. It's read on the Shabbos that's read before Parshas Achodesh. And the reason we read it is, is because when the Yidah went to Midbar, right before Chodesh Nisan, they burnt the Paradum. And the reason they did this was, It's because the Yidah had to be tired. They're about to build a Mishkan. So they had to be tired. And they were Tommy Mace. And the way to become Tara was through the Paradum. And then they would be able to bring the carbon Pesach. Says the Mishra, the Chafetz Chaim talking. It's for that reason that we read this parasha. You know why? Because when we read parasha's parah, what we're doing is we're davening. It's a tefillah. And the tefillah is, We're asking the Ebeshtah, it's a tefillah. That please purify us, make us tahar. So like this, Chodesh Nisan Abba Leinu Letoiva will be Zoicha to be able to bring a carbon Pesach and will be able to serve the Ebishtah in Yerushalayim Rakhodesh Bimherbi Amenu. The reason we read Parshas Parah right after Purim and right before Chodesh Nisan is because with davening, it's a tefillah, Lispala Lefonim Yisparach, Shegam Leinu Yizrek Mayim Tahirim Bimherbi it's Mavur in the Svarim Akhtoshim that a tzkula for a year to be zoichet to tahira is to learn Seder Tairis. We mentioned once that the Chidah says that there's a few places in Shas where Rabbi Akiva, and this is something only the Chidah could say, where Rabbi Akiva had said some Chiddush in Agada. And he told it over to the Gdoilim, and Rabbi Lozben Azariah Beroshim said, Akiva Malacha Eitzel Agado, Klach Eitzel Nagon Vahalas. He says, Why are you being busy with Agado? Someone like you should be learning Nagon Vahalas. And Pashup Shad is that Rabbi Akiva was such a Balkishrin. He was Nunsharich Bina. So, someone on the Madrega, Rabbi Akiva, you shouldn't be saying Divri Agado. You should be learning the hard Sugis. Right? You should be, be Isaac in Nagon Vahalas. This is where someone of your Kishrin belongs. But we spoke at once from the Chidah. He says it in a safer Rosh David and Parshas Chukas, B'Shem Dvarim, that are Mavur in the Guriari, that the Guriari said that when a person learns Tyrus, it's a Tikkun for Allah And not only is it a Tikkun for Allah even for the Begam of the Oispers Kaddish, which is something that the Zayar Kaddish says is much harder to get Tikkun for. But even for those in Yonim, things that ordinarily it's much more challenging and it's much more difficult for a person to be Zoycha to Tyra. But when you're Isaac in Tyrus, that's a school of you to be and achieve Tyre in that Indian. So says the Chidah, again, this is the Chidah talking, 
that the reason Rabbi Lozman Azariah and the reason the Tanon told Rabbi Akiva Klach eats on the Gaon Vaholis it's because we know Rabbi Akiva for the first 40 years of his life was an Amaretz and now he was an Amaretz he was an Amaretz that said that meet yit and litam matchachav anashchenu kechamar and even the great Rabbi Akiva needed to be misak in the first 40 years of his life and they told him Akiva someone like you should be Isaac in a Gaon Vaholis because you know that you need Tikkun for what took place during the first 40 years of your life and the way you're going to be tikkun, get Tikkun is by getting Tyra through, through being Isaac in Tyrus and that's why they told Rabbi Akiva Dafka you should be the one that should go learn Tyrus the Chidah says this in another place he says it in a Sefer Midbar Kedemos he says that we know Dovin Amelech was mispalo. He told the Ebershah that I want that my Tehillim should be nechshef to you. Ke'ilu what? It's like Torah, right? Everyone knows Rebbe Chaim Velazhen brings this in the beginning of Shara Dalit. It's Tehillim. What answered? What answered? But what did Dovin Amelech ask? He asked the Ebershah that Tehillim should be chashev ke'ilu oisik b'negon v'ahalas. So said the Chidah, why did he say ke'ilu oisik b'negon v'ahalas? Why did he pick that? He said, because David HaMelech wanted that if a Yid finds himself in a state of Tumah, befrat in the Indian of Oispris Kaidish, that he should be able to open up a Tehillim, and he should be able to say Tehillim, and the Tehillim is going to be matire him. And that's why his Tehillim was, it should be like Negon V'ahalas. Because the greatest Tehillim that a person can get for his Neshama is when he's Isaac in Negon V'ahalas. It's the same Chidah, it's Lishitosai, that they told Rabbi Akiva, Klach Eitzel Negon V'ahalas, because he had to be massacred in the first 40 years of his life when he was in Amaris. And that's the Oymik of Dovin HaMelech's Tehillim. He says, I want that Sefer Tehillim should be Chosh of Kilo Isaac in Negon V'ahalas. Why Negon V'ahalas? Because his Tehillim was that it should be Tehillim. That he should be able to achieve Tehillim through Tehillim. And that's what he's asking for. He was asking Dafka for this Indian. This is this man. This is the time of year. This is the time of year with the of part of the avoid of the year is Tahira. Part of the avoid of the year is to be Zoicha. We read Parshas Parah in four days, and the whole Indian of reading Parshas Parah is going to be, it's a tefillah, it's a tefillah that we should be zoicha, we should be zoicha to Tyrus. You know, when we learned Mesech Psachim, so I think this was the raid bite for Psachim Dafbeis, we spoke at a Dover Nifla from the Sefer Arve Nachal, it's in Parshas Shmini, and he says it really based on Torah from the Chesed Lavram, who is the Chidah Zayda, famous Makobo, who said that Haman, when it came time to make his gzera, to go against the Yidin, so he picked Chaydash Adar. Why did he pick Chaydash Adar? I mean, he made a girl, but he was very happy when it came out to Chaydash Adar. And the reason is because he knew it was the month Shemes by Moshe. And being that it was the month Shemes by Moshe, he thought there was a Mazel Gara, maybe the Yid has bad Mazel and Chaydash Adar. I mean, the joke was on him. It was Venapachul Ayudim. He didn't know that was also the month that Moshe Rabbeinu was born. But the point is, he thought that because of that, this was a, a, a very bad Mazel for the Yid, and he was very, very happy. That Chazal never explained to us that after he determined, and he made the girl that it was going to be Chaydash Adar, but why Yud Gimel Adar? Why Yud Gimel? Right? Yud Gimel was a man kilo the That was the day of the war. And they fought on your Gimel, and then your Dalit, they rested, and Tisvav, they rested in Shushan again. But why was it your Gimel? So the Arvi Nachal says, he says, based on Torah from the Chesed from this is again Kabbalah, that we know that the Svar Maktoshim say that on Pesach, every Yid is, has a certain Hisiris, he has a certain potential, he has an opportunity for him to be able to emerge from his own Memtashari Toma. Just like the Yidin, when they were in the Midbar and then they left Mitzrayim, they left the Memtashari Toma. So every single Yid in his own world, his own Mitzarim, he has the ability to emerge from the Memtashari Toma when it comes Pesach. But the Chesed Avram said that it's really more than that. Because we know Shloishim Yoim Kaidim Lechag Shailim Vedarshim Behilchas Pesach. So really, the Oiroys of Pesach don't start at the Leila Seder. They start 30 days earlier. And being that they start 30 days earlier, this Indian, that a Yid has the ability to emerge from him, his Memtesh doesn't start at the Leila Seder, but it starts 30 days before the Leila Seder. So said the Arve Nachal Nifla. He said, it comes out in Cheshbin that every single year, 30 days before Pesach, the Yid slowly, slowly he starts emerging. He starts springing away from the Tumah that he was in. Once 30 days before Pesach, it's Yud Dalet Adar. If Yud Dalet Adar is 30 days before Pesach, and that's the day that the Yid begins to emerge from his Tumah, says if you do the math then, it comes out that the low point for the Yid, 
The day that the Yid is Mamish in his lowest point of Tumah is Yud Gimalada. Because the next day it's going to be 30 days before Pesach. And he's going to slowly, slowly start emerging from the Memtesh Shari Tumah. That means the Spitz Tumah that the Yid is in is on Yud Gimalada. The Homon was able to tap into something. He was able to chap and feel that Yud Gimalada is the day that the Yid is in his most Tumadig state. The Spitz Tumah of the Yid is when? It's on Yud Gimalada. So much so that you're dialing, you're going to start emerging from your Shan Memtes. And then eventually it's going to culminate that Halavai, when it comes to Leila Seydi, you're going to have a Gansi Yitzis Mitzrayim. And then maybe 49 days later, you'll be standing at your proverbial Har Sinai, and it's going to be Mamish Nasav and Ishma, and you'll be already in the Shan Memtes of Kedusha. But the point is, what's the low point? The low point is Yud Gimalad, and Haman was able to tap into that. It says the Arve Nachal, that's why, that's why Haman, picked Yud Gimel Adar because he was able to have the energy of Yud Gimel Adar. And that's an energy of the low point of the Yid. The low point of the Yid is today. It's Mamish now. It's Shkia. It's Mamish right now. Achshav. This is it. This is the low point. A few hours we're going to start emerging slowly, slowly. And really the Avoida is to be Metair. And that's the Hachana for Pesach. And that's why we read Parshas Parah. Shkolim, that's Dovah Be'itei Matoiv. Chodesh, that's in Yonah Di'oyma. You have to know Parshas HaChodesh. Parshas Zohar, that's Mechias Amalek. It's a Mitzvah Dei But why Parshas? What does Parshas Parah have to do with anything? This, we're going to be talking about the Parah Aduma. The Teretz is, it's a Tefillah. It's a Tefillah because we, this is the Zman of Tyra. And we're asking the Ebesh to be Metairos right now. And if the Ebesh is going to be Metairos right now, we'll be Zoycha, maybe, hopefully, to be able to bring a carbon pack. It's so dava be'itai. Today is the day. Daf yoyim is daf today. We're learning daf mem gimel. But today's daf is daf mem beis. Daf mem beis today. Right in daf yoyim, the night goes after the day. Right. The daf doesn't go. It doesn't start at night. That's the daf. No, the night goes after the day. Which means daf mem beis, which is the day that the whole daf yoyimi world is going to begin a kemat a month worth of tires. It started on yud gimel. And it's going to end on your Dalit. It starts mamish at the low point. But as we're learning these sugyas of Tumah B'chiburin, and as we're learning the sugya of Tumah V'Tumah, Tumah V'Biyah, hard sugyas, Rav Minyan, Rav Binyan, all these Shverin Yonim, sugyas of Goises. And the question is, this is the way we're walking into Purim. Teretz is exactly the way we're walking into Purim because this is how we're going to emerge from the Tumah that we're in. Today is the day where the Yid emerges from his Tumah. I think it's a very, very appropriate time for us to be learning Tairus and Metz Hashem. We should actually be Zoycha. The next month or so, we'll learn sugyas of Nagan Vaholis, the Skulois, that are involved in the Gaon Vahalas, besides for that Melos Bataira, which is Poshet, but at the same time, Klach Eitzel in the Gaon Vahalas in the world of Pneumius Atayra means that a Yid is able to emerge from his Taira. We're entering the Avoida. It's Purim. It's also Shloichim Yoim Kaidim Lechag. And this is the Zman of Zarakti Aleichem. So we should talk about and really, the tefillah is that these next few weeks of learning, say the Tyrus, it's a tefillah shegam aleinu yizroik mayim tahirim b'meheira.